Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to an episode of Ryan's Reality Recaps. Today we are going to be discussing episode 4 of the Challenge Final Reckoning, and let's just dive into the hot take, hot topic of this episode. So we get to the end of the episode, uh, we see a battle uh, for two of the Redemption House teams to go back into the main house, those teams being Jose and Devon, and then good old Polly and Natalie. Uh, we'll get to we'll touch more on in depth on this uh, later in the episode, but I just wanted to touch upon the main outcome. Devon and Jose uh, end up taking the win. Uh, they end up defeating Polly and Natalie after it seems like Natalie has a very tough time sort of getting her hammer through the wall. And at the end of it, it just becomes uh, a testament of uh, brute strength between the two women. Both Polly and Jose get out the hammers with relative ease. Maybe Polly's a good bit ahead of Jose, but really, it doesn't really make a difference because ultimately, it comes down to D- Devon getting the hammer out first and then Devon and Jose bringing the ice to the way to victory. And we will touch upon the drama uh, associated with that later in the episode, but definitely not the outcome I was expecting. To be honest, if you were to tell me which of these four teams was going to come back into the game to the main house, uh, Jose and Devon were probably at the bottom of my list, to be honest. I probably would have ranked it, in all honesty, I was probably going to rank it either Chuck and Brittany or Polly and Natalie first, uh, first and second, and then I would have said Jenna and Jimmy next, and then lastly, I did not think there was any shot, no shot at all that Devon and Jose were going to come back, but luckily... They got lucky that their allies, not Polly and Natalie, ended up choosing the double cross. And now that they finally get their chance in the main game, which in some ways I'm sort of excited. They have not gotten the chance yet to play in the in the big game. Of course, Jenna and Jemmy and then uh, uh, Brittany herself have all gotten a chance to, pl- to play this game multiple times before. So I'm excited to see a new team get the chance. Uh, in the main house. And I'm just curious to see if uh, we get any more dynamics about the... Um, the Jose and Shane aspect, and it, when we later see Devin in the season, if we'll uh, if we'll get a good little bit of drama between those two, but yeah, so that's uh, that's the big end result. So let's just dive into the beginning of the episode. So at the beginning of the episode, we see uh, we see Polly and Natalie finally come to the uh, to the main house. We saw a lot. We see a lot more drama surrounding uh, Brittany and Chuck, where a lot of teams still think like, "Wow, these two are so into each other." And Polly, he wants to he wants to exploit that. His plan is if he gets the chance to confront Brad, is that he's gonna tell Brad and the rest of the house is that Brittany and Chuck were hooking up at the Redemption House, and he plans to get under Brad's skin, which we will definitely see has a major aspect in the beginning of the episode. Uh, at the end of the episode, we also uh, get to touch on the uh, Zach, uh, Jenna, and Zach both missing each other very much, and hoping they get the shot to play the game again with each other since. Usually, uh, other than really Battle of the X's, they've both really have gone out at opposite times. Like, one will go at the at the beginning of the game, one will make it to the end, and then vice versa each time. It seems like they never really get to play the, the game fully together. So, fortunately, they're not going to get the chance this time, but it was an interesting thing to see. And then, of course, we talk about Brittany and Brad sort of uh, missing the, uh, them each other as well. Not really invested in this relationship as much because obviously they have not been dating multiple years like Zach and Jenna, and they don't have quite the complicated history that those two have. But enough of the of the relationship aspect of the redemption now. So we also get to see Kaylee talking to Johnny Bananas and the other guys about how she still has a little bit of a thing with Nelson, but a lot of the guys pretty much guess that 
uh, Kaylee is using Nelson just to get farther in this game because he's a strong competitor. And I'm surprised. I didn't even know the relationship between Nelson and Kaylee was even still going on. So I'm surprised that Nelson's even still with Kaylee, to be honest. But I think Kaylee's using the, this relationship well. I think that her and Cam are going to need to make some good allies to get far in this game. So, I mean, I can't blame her. It's a, it's a good move uh, to get close to Nelson. And and she's also close with some with Johnny and some of the other guys, too. So I think if they can keep the relationships going well, I think they're going to have a, a good shot at winning this game. So uh, we uh, next up, we see this big confrontation between Shane and Bananas. Uh, Shane keeps on asking, like, hey, Bananas, it was you and you and Tony that voted uh, Nelson and I in. And it seems like uh, Johnny is trying to keep this information very close to the vest. He doesn't want to cause any sort of drama. To be fair, I don't think it was really going to cost him much to really uh, sh to share this information. I think even if he did tell Shane and Nelson that, yes, it was Tony and I that voted for you guys, I don't think it was really going to bite him in any sort of way. And to be honest, I mean, it was not that hard of a guess to even make. Like, it's either, you know they didn't vote for Faith and uh, and Angela, so it was either Nelson and Shane, uh, or they voted for uh, Joss and Sylvia, which didn't really make too much sense to vote for them either. So it's not really that hard to discern that, Shane. I know you think you're this big mastermind, but unfortunately I think you just got to keep this information close to the vest and use it later in the game where it would have some sort of more effect. But right now, it's not really doing much to share this information with everyone. If anything, it's only kind of placing a bigger target on Nelson and Shane's back, which they already have quite a few people kind of after them already. So I don't think it was the wisest thing for Shane to do. And with Shane having such uh, rival some, some rivalries with some of these big players like Kyle and other teams that often get the power in this game and get to send Shane out. I don't think it's in Shane's best interest to uh, to try to share this information, but you know what? He's shady Shane. He likes to cause drama, so... And that's how he keeps getting back on the show, so I guess you can't really blame Shane for that aspect. Uh, but that's pretty much all the drama we really get out of the main house. Uh, this episode seems to be really heavily focused on the Redemption House, and for good reason this episode... The last three episodes, you know, we didn't really want to see the Redemption House. There wasn't really much to see there besides the big Chuck and Brittany story, which now, I guess, comes into fruition based on how this episode goes. But we spent a lot more time at the Redemption House, and we go back now uh, to where TJ explains the double cross to the four remaining teams. And unlike the double cross in Dirty 30, the way this one is going to work is that uh, each of the four teams is going to get a chance to pull across to pull one of the X's, and whoever gets the double cross is automatically going to get the chance to be one of the two teams that gets to battle it out back for a slot in the house. Um, so we see Devon and Jose go first. They end up getting nothing. And then after that, we see uh, Natalie and Polly getting the chance to pull, which, unlike uh, last time in the elimination, they decide to go with Polly's gut and not rely on what Natalie was thinking. And lucky, be, ha, lucky they had because they end up pulling the double cross. And to very few people's surprise, I'm sure, they end up choosing Jose and Devon, which I think was probably the best move in hindsight. For one, I think, in all honesty, I do think they were probably the easiest team to beat. You might say that Jenna and Jemmy were, uh, might have been easier because they were a girl girl team. But based on we had how we saw that elimination stacked and how the, the girls kind of get a little bit of an edge, I think that was definitely the wise move. That way, if you had a guy and a girl, then, then the producers wouldn't be able to manipulate it or even in, in a way that would really make it unfair to Polly and Adelie. And I think definitely Polly, uh, blah, Jose and Devon were a weaker team to beat. 
I mean, weaker team and easier to beat than Chuck and Brittany would have been. And plus, I mean, they're already their big brother family, so that's already an alliance they had. Might as well give them the chance. So even if Polly and Natalie didn't get back in the game, which they didn't, uh, at least they would get to see some of their uh, good allies and good friends get back in the house and get the chance to play because they did not get the chance to initially do so. Uh, but I didn't really get touch on the drama associated with the beginning of the uh, Double Cross. We uh, we walk in, we see uh, Jenna and Jemmy give some sort of remarks because obviously Jemmy was the one that pulled the, the Double Cross and Dirty 30 and sent Jenna in as a result. So in a bit, it's kind of a uh, good little bit of irony to see that the Double Cross ends up screwing both Jemmy and Jenna this time. I do feel sorry for Jenna because I didn't want to have to see her get screwed over by this Double Cross again, but... It's also a good little bit of irony, I guess, for uh, for Jemmy to uh, to get experience this end of the stick. Uh, but really, that's the whole drama associated with the double cross. I think the result of after the commercial break was pretty easy to identify. No one was really surprised by the fact that uh, Devon and Jose were picked. Um, and yeah, so then finally we get into the elimination. We see uh, TJ introduce. Well, actually, no, for I forget. Uh, TJ kind of calls all the teams to the uh, Armageddon Arena pretty late at night. Uh, none of them have to dress up in clothes, so none of them believe they're going home. So they're not sure what it's quite about, but I'm sure they kind of expect that some sort of team is going to come back. Uh, and then TJ welcomes them all in and says, like, yeah, this is the two of these teams are going to be the four riders and are going to get the chance to get back in this game. And then, of course, TJ brings out Polly and Natalie, saying that they were the ones that pulled the double cross, to which uh, I'm sure pretty much uh, two-thirds, of the two-thirds, maybe, maybe nearly all of the teams are pretty surprised and uh, not happy to see, especially uh, as we see Brad and Kyle and then uh, Zach and Amanda being the two biggest advocates against it. Um, but, of, of course, we get a good little bit of drama here when TJ asks which of the teams he's going to... Polly and Natalie are going to choose to save instead of just saying like hey yeah we got to save our big brother team uh Polly goes for a much bigger move and says like hey I gotta get since I can't attack your men directly I gotta get their girls so he, he ends up targeting Brittany and Chuck and then uh Jenna and Jemmy to which causes a big bit of controversy putting a lot of shock into the house and pretty much pissing off uh Zach and Brett uh right off the bat which to be fair, uh, I think that was a, as entertaining as it was, I think it was a very bad move by Polly. Um, I think, you know, I think what you should have just done what I originally said is just said like, I'm sorry guys, but I have to save my big brother team. So therefore I'm saving Jose and Davon. But instead he goes for the big move, but as, as uh, I'm sure this has pretty much locked him in for future seasons. So I suppose you could, uh, think on it in that aspect to where okay now MTV has to bring this guy back he didn't really have as much business being here before but now there's they're definitely going to bring him back for future seasons because he's he's entertaining to watch he uh he has a thing going on with Kara so we definitely should expect Pauly Calafiore to be back in future seasons so then of course we get to this elimination um where all four for these people are supposed to uh to pull these hammers out of the walls to where it looks like they're all pretty uh evenly bolted into this wall it doesn't look like the girls have an easier get like an easier time or less amount of wall they have to pull it through it looks like it's pretty even this time and it might and do who knows like even if it was if they if Polly and Natalie were against uh Jenna and Jemmy it still might have been the same equalizer but ultimately I do think it would have been a lot closer because I think 
uh, Natalie and Jemmy were going to have a, a bit of a tough time to pull these hammers out. Uh, I think Jenna would have crushed it, to be honest. But no, I think it would have come to come down to a battle between Jenna, uh, Blatt, Natalie, and Jemmy. And in that case, I kind of do think that Polly and Natalie would have won. It's not a for sure thing, of course, but I think it's a lot more likely that uh, Polly and Natalie would have come back to this house if they had chosen Jenna and Jemmy. And who knows? Maybe they would have been able to make uh, some allies out of this as well. Maybe they would have uh, gotten Zach to look upon them with a bit more favor, at least giving his girl the chance to come back. But they uh, that is not what happened. And as a result of this elimination, we see pretty much we see uh, Zach and Brad very vocally cheering on uh, Jose and Devon, not really for them, but more against uh, Polly and Natalie. Uh, and of course, uh, we see the end result where uh, Jose and Devon pull it out. Kara's kind of upset, of course, she wanted to see her her man Polly back in the house. We see other teams like uh, Nelson and Shane kind of wanting Polly and Natalie back just to bring the drama and so that the target on those teams back wouldn't be quite as big since there would be a bigger target out in front of them. And I think that's probably the best strategy for most of these teams. Like if you're like a, if you're like an Angel and Faith or if you're Nelson and Shane and you are, you're already getting some votes, like, and now that you have this massive team that's caused some drama and is going to be at the hit list for a lot of these teams, I think that's the right strategy. And I think that if they have the choice, they should want to keep uh, Natalie and Polly in this game, but ultimately after this elimination, we get this good little, uh, good little diary session with uh, Zach and Brad just laughing their heads off, kind of just like, oh really, you shit talked us and now you're going home. Wow, what a, what a guy that can talk a lot of crap and not back it up. But uh, we we get this fun, yeah, it was a fun little uh, thing to see. Kind of reminded me if anyone's a Big Brother fan here of uh the Chilltown Diary sessions where you would see Mike Boogie and uh, Doctor Will just laughing their heads off uh, back and forth in the diary room. So it kind of gave me that little bit of a reminder. So that was a, that was a fun thing to see. But yeah, that basically uh, that basically covers the whole episode. So now that I've kind of covered it all, since that, those are like the big elements of the whole episode. There wasn't much else going on. I just want to give my, uh, my take on who I think is structured well to go far in this game, who I think is probably going to win. Uh, and yeah, what I think is going to happen for the rest of the season. So obviously we see, uh, obviously we got Polly and Natalie back in the redemption house. Now they're alone since, um, Jenna and Jemmy and Chuck and Brittany were both sent home since they were uh, cut off by the double cross. But to be honest, I think there's somewhat decent chance that if Polly and Natalie get the shot again to do this, uh, elimination challenge to come back, then they might be able to do it based on what the challenge is next time. If it's a challenge of, if it's a challenge of brute strength again, like they uh, kind of saw this time, they might have a little tough of a time since Natalie doesn't quite have the upper body strength she needs to uh, to win some of these challenges. But uh, yeah, I think they they definitely still have a decent shot to come back. Of course, if they see like t- big teams like uh, hypothetically, we see like uh, Nelson and Shane, or we see like a Brad and Kyle team uh, get eliminated and go to how, to the redemption house. I think they're far more likely to win and come back than. Uh, Polly and Natalie are and I also think that if we see which we are probably going to see the double cross again I think it's very unlikely unless Jose and Devon are sent right back to the redemption house that they're going to be picked that they're going to be picked again uh, if someone if another team chooses the double cross like the only way I can see Polly and Natalie even getting the shot to do another challenge is if uh, they end up choosing the double cross themselves or if they get lucky enough to where uh, maybe a Kara and a Brittany, which I don't even think they would probably choose Polly Natalie. But I think the most likely chance they have of someone picking them again would be Nat, uh, Blatt, 
Devon and Jose, which to be honest, I don't even think Devon and Jose would pick uh, Polly and Natalie because I think J- Devon and Jose realized like, hey, maybe we beat them once, but our luck might run out this time. We probably should just take on an easier team that's in the Redemption House, which I think they probably should do. I don't think they should uh, leave it up to chance and try to go against their friends again. I think they just need to choose whatever is the easiest team in their eyes to beat in the Redemption House and just go for go for it and beat them. Uh, but right now, let me uh, let me do a qu- quick little ranking of all the of all the teams that are still left in this game. Um, so right now, if I had to rank uh, the top players, of course, uh, I probably still stick with uh, Johnny Bananas and Tony as number one. And the big reason is that one, I think they're the uh, they're one of the strongest teams. Uh, and two, I don't think they're uh, involved in the drama like some of these other strong teams are. Um, so I think it's very likely that they're going to do very well in this season coming up. Uh, and especially since they're avoiding the drama, uh, for the number, for the second place team, although they're sort of in the midst of all this drama, I think they're going to be able to fall back to the wayside. So I'm going to say it's still probably Brad and Kyle. I mean, they're still very good performers. And I think if we throw a lot of sorts of challenges their way, they're still going to end up doing really well. So right now that's probably where I'd rank those two. I know a lot of uh, teams, uh, a lot of people kind of get the urge to rank Zach and Amanda as the third team, but unfortunately, I just really don't see them doing that well because I just don't really have a, fa- a lot of faith in Amanda. Like, she may be allied to the other side of the house th- that Zach doesn't have allies with, so they might have some good relationships, but I just don't know if uh, Amanda has enough challenge prowess in order to to do physically well enough in these competitions to, to get them the W. Like, I pretty much think it... Re- they rely on on Zach's on uh, Zach's brain and Braun to get far in this. I don't think there's going to be much other than maybe puzzles that Amanda can really add. And if they do get to the final, I don't know if Amanda's going to have the endurance or ability to keep up with Zach. Uh, so because of that, I'm probably going to end up ranking. <sighs> Dang, who am I ranking through? That's kind of where it falls off for me. In, in all honesty, um, You know what? I'm gonna get a hot take. Hot take. I might get some crap for this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Tori and Derek as number third on my power list because I do have a little bit of faith that uh, Tori's gonna be able to coach Derek up, and I think if these two are much better athletes than uh, Zach and Amanda would be together, so I think if they do get it to a final, they still have the ability to to win it. So I'm gonna put them three. And then after that, I probably will put Zach and Amanda as fourth because, like I said, they still have amazing relationships with the other side of the house. And I don't think Amanda is quite as bad as some of these other female competitors are. Uh, so then fifth, I'm probably going to go with CT and Veronica. And poor CT, man, like, this dude is just, I just don't feel, I feel he's going to have a tough season. Like, Veronica is just not the athlete that she once was upon a time. And even if he does get far in the game with Veronica, I'm just worried that Veronica's not going to have the physical prowess she once had to uh, to win this thing with him. But, of course, CT is still a behemoth. He still can do very, very well in his challenges, despite how old and big he is. So I'm going to say he's five, just because he's a veteran in this game, and he can still do well. And then, yeah, that pretty much does it for my top five teams. Uh, probably, if you had to put a gun in my head and ask me who, what teams I would put after that, I would say Joss and Sylvia next. Um, then I would probably put um, Kay and Kaylee, and then Angel and Faith. Those, that would be my rankings right now, but... I'm sure that is definitely going to switch around as we see uh, more of this game unfold. And yeah, that is that is pretty much all the thoughts I have on this episode. 
Sorry again, it was sort of, I was uh, by myself again this week. Like I said before, uh, as I said last episode, McKay is still doing another summer camp where he's a counselor. But I believe he should finally be back next week, so hopefully we'll uh, we'll get, be able to get his thoughts on the last couple of episodes and uh, we'll uh, get his views on how exciting these episodes were because I've really been enjoying these last few episodes. Like, I've, I've been pumped. Like, uh, this episode really hyped me up for the season and... It is a weird season. The rule, the rules are sort of weird, but I'm I'm just thinking it's gonna have it has a lot of potential based on what we've seen so far, and I think as long as the as the producers can edit it well, as long as they don't dry out these eliminations to like more than one episode, I think we're gonna be fine. But if they do end up drawing it off, it's just gonna be a lot harder of a season to watch, and might cause some people to lose interest just on how long we see each of these scenes get eliminated. Oh, and before I head out, uh, of course, next week we're gonna see our very first purge challenge which uh as tj stated whoever comes in last at this challenge will be automatically sent home or i basically just assumed the redemption house i'm assuming they're gonna probably go to the redemption house but uh i have not looked into the point where i know that for a fact but if you had to ask me which of the teams i think have a ch- have the most chance of going home uh or to the redemption houses i would like to believe i think uh the top three or four teams i would say is one uh jose and devon i think it's they have a very likely chance of a of it being a revolving door and, uh, leaving right away, but I hope that's not the case because I would really like to see what these two have to add uh, in terms of entertainment value. Two, I would have to say uh, Faith and Angela. Uh, even though they do have some sort of physical prowess, they did do very well in this first challenge. I just still am not a hundred percent confident in these in their challenge abilities. And then of course number three, I would say go with Cam Kaylee. Oh, and of course I forgot I didn't even. Uh, mentioned Kara and Maria in terms of uh of all the teams in my power rankings but I would probably put them above Joss and Sylvia just because Kara is still such a respected player in this game uh and I think they're probably not going to be going home in this purge challenge just because Kara is such an athlete and even if Marie for whatever reason just bombs at this challenge and underperforms I think Kara is still going to be able to carry enough of the weight to where they're not going to come in last place and yeah, I believe that about covers it. Uh, thank you all again for listening to this channel, uh, this episode of Ryan's Rally Podcast. I have been in the works of talking with uh, someone on Reddit of doing a potential Big Brother podcast once a week. I'm not 100% sure how this is going to turn out because I am going to be doing a master's program uh, this fall in the Big Apple. So I might have a little bit more limited time. And on top of that, I'm studying for the LSAT as well. So I'm going to try to, I can't promise, but I'm going to try to do at least one uh, Big Brother episode a week, and maybe if that goes really well, and if I if I'm able to get into a to a schedule, maybe I could start start doing like Survivor or Amazing Race sort of thing. But yeah, I believe that about does it. As I've mentioned uh, in the last couple episodes, we finally have our podcast up running up and running on iTunes. So if you go on iTunes podcast and look up Ryan's Reality Podcast, you should find it right up there. And yeah, that'll about do it. If you liked what you heard, if you would be uh, willing to go on iTunes and give us a, a review, uh, let us know what you think. Because as always, I'm trying to make this podcast better. Right now, I'm just doing this as a hobby. I make absolutely zero dollars off of it. I just do it because I love talking about the challenge. And I just love watching this show. And I've been a big fan of it for the last uh, eight or nine years. So, yeah. Let me know what you think of the episode. And that'll do it. So, signing off for the podcast. This is Ryan. Have a good day, everybody.